Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and loved to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumphant healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone, and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate, cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors, and we hope you will join us. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. I'm here with the eternal warrior coaches, Kelly, Markel, and Rosalind, and we're here with you. Thanks for being here and listening. So grateful that you would take your time to listen, and we'd love to hear from you. You can find our email in our show notes. It's like dragons podcast at lifechangingservices.org. There's a lot of email addresses that I know, and it's hard to pull them up. So good. Anyway, but I'm just grateful that you gals are here this morning. It's neat to start the day off when we do these morning recordings because we have a noon recording and a morning recording time where the Eternal Warrior coaches will meet and record our podcasts. But it's just so awesome to be here in the morning. And speaking of morning and what powerful messages just morning sends us, it makes me think of, you know, it's a new beginning. It's a way to you know, open our eyes again and start anew. And I just love that about General Conference. That General Conference is kind of like that too. It's like a morning. It's like, good morning. It's General Conference again. And we can kind of shake off any of the dust that's settled in the last six months and clear out some cobwebs maybe that we're noticing and then just start with listening and that's really what we want to do today because we're just coming off of general conference and so I've invited our eternal warrior coaches to just come prepared to share some things they noticed in general conference that apply to the things that we train and teach on with these eternal warrior principles and so I would just love to point out two things just to start with, just because it was the very start of General Conference and this is the very start of our podcast, I loved how President Nelson invited us to look for three specific things. And he asked us to look for pure doctrine, for pure revelation, and pure truth. And I just think that that's one of the things that brought me to even want to spend so much of my time, even make it that something that's turned into a real mission, a career of mine, the thing that made me feel so drawn and come and want to be helpful and provide any help that I could was the truth that I could hear in the principles that life-changing services shared and the tools that they had because they were connected to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I could see how they connected so good. So that's one thing that you should know about hiring a coach 
or coming and enlisting in any of the programs at Life Changing Services or taking advantage of any of the resources here is that it will fortify what you're working on already and just increase your understanding of how to apply the gospel in your life. So the very last thing that President Nelson did in his opening address was something he just invoked a blessing upon all of us. And he said, I invoke a blessing upon all who are seeking greater light, knowledge, and truth. And then he expressed his love for each of us. And yeah, and we started General Conference. But one of the things that I loved about coming to Life Changing Services and learning the Eternal Warriors principles was this principle of shining light. So he blessed everyone who's a seeker of greater light, knowledge, and truth. But it was this really awesome way that they put, you know, it's so important to shine light on dark things. And the way that we put it specifically when I first heard it was shining light in dark corners. And I've noticed that that's a real key to these Eternal Warriors principles is just a heightened level of discernment of what a dark corner feels like in your life and how to shine light on it and realize that that's exactly how we work Heavenly Father's plan of happiness. Isn't to hide those things in dark corners till they get moldy and weird because they're in the dark for so long. They become part of our story, part of what we hide, part of what we'll never talk about, part of the things that don't allow us to have good relationships with other people because there's that thing in the corner that we always have to make sure the door is shut on. And so when you do things, it, it makes me really feel protective. Or if a child is hiding things in secrecy, and there's no light shining on it, things can get really messy in just a little time. But when there's some light put on it and everybody can see themselves more clearly and we know how to love in that place, it's amazing. When we can just shine light on anything that looks like it feels dark right there. It's not as illuminated. It's something I'm keeping to myself or quiet or I won't talk about and maybe it would be healing helpful and useful for me to shine light in that corner of my life that's more dark and that's why we are here that's what we love to do because that's what you notice these eternal warriors principles did for us is to shine light and reveal dark corners we didn't even know were dark like we were like what that is so cool so yeah, that's just the first thing I would point out is that he invoked a blessing upon us and we are light seekers. We're seeking for greater light and no matter how much knowledge you have of the gospel at general conference or in your life, if you do not understand the growth principle of shining light in dark corners, you can just get smarter in your brain, but your heart's not gonna grab it. 
And so it won't change the way you act or behave until you can connect your heart and your mind to the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that you can really find the Savior and that has a lot to do with shining light in dark corners. So yeah, Markel, what's something that comes to your mind? Well, I love that kind of infusing what you just said with Elder Uchtdorf's talk. And he says that we need daily restoration, which opens our heart to, to that heavenly light. And it illuminates our souls and chases away the shadows, fears, and doubts. And he says it takes steady effort. And then President Nelson, from his opening talk, he says, imagine how quickly the devastating conflicts throughout the world and those in our individual lives would be resolved if we all followed Jesus Christ and heeded his teachings. And they really shine the light on how we can overcome shadows, doubts, and fear, and the devastating conflicts in the world and in our life. Isn't that so cool? I just love it. Yeah. Very powerful. And with Elder Uchtdorf's talk, I loved it. And that he talked about that personal daily restoration. So good. And how we connect to God. And so, you know, my mind, just because it is my daily pattern and ritual of doing my girl power goals, my mind thought of the girl power and the manpower goals. And he added upon that, which is something that I'm working towards implementing in that he said, as, as he invited us each day to approach the thrones of God and humility and honesty, he encouraged us to ponder our actions and review the moments of our day and reviewing our day and plead to God to restore us and recommit to do better. Mm-hmm. And so we know we need to connect to God and with connecting with God, we're connecting with ourself becoming more aware, we're able to easier connect with others, we're able to discern quicker and faster. And I think it's really important for us to also ponder on how do we do that day. And we can, you know, reflect and we can refine and celebrate. And a lot of that is, you know, what we also talk about a lost battle analysis. And also in that, and I can't remember if it's been almost three years ago, or if it's been two that President Nelson came out with the children and youth program for that personal development where he uses the DPAR, which Maurice calls the DPAR, but President Nelson, he calls it the discover, plan, act, and reflect. And the cool thing that I like about that, and I've been using that so much more, it's very, very inviting. And we can discover where we might have a problem or a challenge. And then it's really simple. We create a plan or a strategy on how we can solve that problem and improve to do better. And we put it into action. And then we reflect on it. We do just that. We create a time when we're going to reflect on it and we rejoice in what went well. And then we refine what we would like to improve. And then we repeat. So repeat it and do it again until we get that instilled into our habits and goals and routines. And we can also use that if we have a goal, like we want to accomplish something, create a plan of how to achieve that goal, put it into action, and then again, reflect on that. It's so powerful, simple yet powerful. And 
Elder Uchtdorf reminds us that this daily restoration opens our hearts to heavenly light and it illuminates our souls and again chases away those shadows, doubts, and fears. <clears throat> and he says it takes steady effort. And then he encouraged us and invited us to strive for daily restoration. And this is how we become true disciples of our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we strive to draw closer to the Lord and cleave unto our covenants and renewing ourselves each day, we will have that increased light and joy. And as we have that light and joy, we'll be able to serve others more. And we will be able to go forth in faith and the fears will be lessened. And what a beautiful blessing. And I've seen the power of connecting with God every day. And the Girl Power Goals help me to have accountability. I like to check them off. <laughs> it's like the challenge to check it off every night and make sure I've got those done. And it is a challenge. And it's a fight every day to get those in. Because there is always something that could push it out of the way. Or distract me from it. I have to be really purposeful and intentional on saying my prayers and reading my scriptures. And I like to learn and listen to the conference talks and think about others and how I can help them. And I'm grateful that I am instilling those patterns in my life. And we call it, you know, warrior chemistry too, as we anchor into God and become a warrior for Christ and for our families and our friends. In that if I go about my morning and if I've forgotten to say my prayer, I can notice a difference and I feel off and I'll be like, okay, wait, what's wrong? Or there might be more contention that creeps in and I'm always like, okay, wait, what's happening? And then I'm reminded, oh yeah, I need to go say my prayer. And so I have made it a habit if that happens that I'd be, I tell my family, oh, I didn't say my prayer and I go and I say my prayer and it really does make all the difference in my life so that I can have that continual light and be able to discern quicker and faster. And I'm grateful for all these true principles that we are taught through the gospel and that we are reinforcing to gain strength and help others. Thank you, Markel. So good. I love what President Uchtdorf said in his talk. You know, if your day's not going well, change in an hour, right? Mm -hmm. That principle of just, and that also immediately when he said that, I thought, yeah, that makes me think of drills. Makes mm -hmm. me think of drills and how we can, you know, decide there are small things I can do that can affect a whole big thing today and drills are one of those so I really loved how he said that yeah I thought that was brilliant and then something you mentioned about you know you forgetting your prayer and turning to say whoops I forgot my prayer and I need to go say my prayers I loved how President Nelson also invited everybody to just back to that first initial talk invited everybody that if you haven't sought for the ministering of the Holy Ghost to help you hear what the Lord would have you hear during these two days, I invite you to do so now. 
And I loved that too because it has that same principle of it's okay to do exactly what Markel just said. And you can do it in a way that's, you know, I can call upon God right now. I can repent right now. I can do something different right now. Because a lot of times we might think, well, if I'm going to hear stuff at General Conference, then I need to fast first. I need to pray till my knees are hurting a lot. And I need to really be thinking and writing all about that. And that's how I'm going to hear things at General Conference. But I think it's so important for us to think that has value, what I just said. All those things have value. Fasting, praying, asking, writing, all of that. But if your life is just looking really lifey, it's so cool to know that I can just ask right now for the Holy Ghost to help me and not make up this big story that I believe, which is, oh, I probably won't get any help because I didn't do that kneeling and fasting thing. So good. I love that he just said, do it now, right now. So good. All right, Kelly, what did you notice in general conference that tied to these eternal warrior principles? I know it's hard to pick. Oh, it is. It is. But I, you know, I have about six or seven things down here, but I'm just going to share one and maybe two. I adore Brad Wilcox. I just do. He's one of, he's always been one of my faves. And one of the things was, as I was listening to his talk was, you know what, he's helping us remember why we fight and why we never give up as he related this story of this man who had struggled so much with pornography and how it's not helpful to just say you're never going to do this again you're never going to do this again to to put things in smaller goals and and that we have that ability in our lives to do the same thing to say this elephant's too big to eat in one swoop I, I can do this line upon line, bite by bite, and I can remember why I'm fighting and I can remember why I'm never giving up. I loved his whole talk because he didn't say those words, but they were screaming in my ears. You know, this is why we just keep going. We can keep trying. We can keep repenting, daily repenting as, as President Nelson has admonished us to do you know that this is a daily thing and I am going to share and I don't want to misquote him what President Nelson said in his second talk the one where he talked about foundations because I felt like this whole conference was a call to arms that you know we need to shore up our foundations that we have too many cracks and too many holes that we need to get better so I just want to just read what he said. We are sparing no effort to give this venerable temple, which had become increasingly vulnerable, a foundation that will stand the forces of nature into the millennium. In like manner, it is now time that we each implement extraordinary measures, perhaps measures we have never taken before, to strengthen our personal spiritual foundations. Unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. And I absolutely 
wanted to stand up and shout yes yes because so many of the people that i've i talked to about these principles um what you want me to do what (laughs) i have to have goals i have to write a letter to God every day, they don't see the value, but we are in unprecedented times and we need to take unprecedented measures. Just in my own family, there have been so much falling away. Just a lot of the nieces and nephews and have decided that the church is not for me. And it's really been hard to watch, but it's an absolute evidence that we are in that day that's been prophesied, that we do have to buckle up and shore up our foundations and and hang on for the ride because we will not be able to stand if we don't take these unprecedented measures. So I really, really appreciated that the prophet, well, all of them, all of conference felt like that to me, that we have to do more. We have to do more. And one of the things that I'm going to share too came from, I can't remember his name, so I'm going to have to, oh, it was Elder Valenzuela. And one of the things that I had always done before I became a a part of life-changing services, I'd always read my scriptures. Not always did I ponder on them and study them the way that I do now because I've learned these principles in a better way. But I love this promise that he gives us as to what happens when we take the time, make the effort to study our scriptures and he says our desire to be part of the gathering of israel on both sides of the veil will increase and these what he's telling us is what's going to happen with our lives what we're going to become when we do this practice it will be normal and natural for us to invite our family and friends to listen to the missionaries we will be worthy and we will have a current temple recommend in order to go to the temple as often as possible We will work to find, prepare, and submit the names of our ancestors to the temple. We will be faithful in keeping the Sabbath day and attending church every Sunday to renew our covenants with the Lord as we participate worthily in taking the sacrament. We will resolve to remain on the covenant path, living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I know that in my life, all of those things that he mentioned has increased as I've been living these principles and doing this daily routine every week, I mean, every day, (laughs) and going to church every week. And my eyes have been opened, and I've had those promises fulfilled in my own life. And I really appreciated that he specifically taught us what those promises are. If you'll study your scriptures, this is what you can have in your life. And this is what you need in your life. It's always those things that he mentioned specifically for me were always things that gave me shame and guilt that I wasn't going to the temple more, that I wasn't doing my family history more, that I wasn't the perfect churchy girl, you know, (laughs) that I thought I should be. But as I studied the scriptures more and learned more about the Savior and about what he's really 
expecting from me and wanting from me. It's that he wants my heart. He wants my uh, willingness and that my fleshiness is always going to be something that we're going to be working on. And that that's not necessarily as important as what I am trying to do. And there's other brethren and sisters who talked about that as well. Anyway, the conference was just amazing. It's always amazing. Do you guys find that? That it doesn't matter what conference we listen to. I always come out going, wow, <laughs> wasn't that amazing? <laughs> So anyway, those were some of my thoughts. I have more, but I know we, we don't have all day. So, so oh, uh. thanks, Kelly. <laughs> I, I just wondered, I just thought Brother Wilcox's talk, I loved that it was just, you know, the title of the talk, worthiness is not flawlessness. And that being worthy is being honest and trying. And he taught us so much about just that shame, avoiding shame, you know, just taught us so how to battle in that field of shame, how to see God clearly and oh, so good. And I was so thrilled when he said that incremental changing is far better for people than having this worthiness standard that's a bar that's this high. and. If you can just never do that again, or if you can, you know, you, maybe you're in a pattern of behavior that's been a pattern for quite some time, and then you finally go to the bishop, and then the goal is, well, as soon as you don't do that for six months, you can pass the sacrament. I mean, do you know what I mean? There's just that. But how much healing can happen if we just bring it right down to where people are? and help them to see incremental changes. I loved that. All right. Thanks, Kelly. So good. Rosalind? What came to my mind was four of the Eternal Warriors principles that just really stood out to me in this conference. And the first one was remembering who we are. It seems like almost every talk addressed it in some way. And then how to connect to our source of strength. So many times we were taught the importance of drawing near to the Savior, connecting ourselves to him, binding ourselves to him, and the blessings that will come as we're connected to them. And then the third one was just self-mastery, gaining that mastery over ourselves and how, how integral that is to all we teach here and then the last one that I wanted to bring up was just identifying Satan's influence. And like you said, that shining the light into the dark corners and how we recognize that when we do that, it makes us recognize we can love ourselves. Like that was one of the things Elder, was it Elder Cook said that we need to, no, it was Elder Rasman, the things of my soul. And he was saying, one of the things we need to do is love God, love our neighbor and love ourselves. That allowed me, when I learned that principle, that Satan is the one planting all those negative thoughts about me, then that allowed me to find some love for myself, which then we can love others better. When we can see the goodness in ourselves, it helps us to be able to see that in others more openly and more honestly. So I just loved that as I listened and then as I read back over my notes, I can just pull out 
these eternal warriors principles, which was a witness to me that this program is built on truth and that the, the goal is to just help us learn, like you said, how to implement gospel principles into our daily lives. And I like the when Elder Uchtdorf talked about that daily restoration, to me, the girl power, the manpower goals are a simple way to do that daily, to check in, see how am I doing? What do I need to change? It's just been so helpful for me. Yeah, so good. That war between remembering and forgetting, the power, pray, write, and read, is, yeah, kind of the the top shelf thing to do right so good yeah Rosalind thank you one of the talks that stood out to me I appreciate it so much and this is one of the dynamics that happens when you either decide there I would like to feel more authentically successful in my life be more honest with me and try. I'm going to do that. And so to me, in my life, that's why I've hired coaches for myself or that's why I've decided maybe I need to see a therapist. That's why I've decided maybe I should take this course or buy that book or listen to that thing, you know, is because it, I know that there's an area in my life that I can't see it clearly by myself, but other people who have gone before me are a little further ahead on the path can show me. And one of the awesome things that's so safe and revealed, I think when you hire an Eternal Warriors coach is this dynamic of, I hope you've been able to notice as you've listened to our episodes with the Eternal Warriors coaches, that we all are pretty transparent about what it was like for us and the things that we've gone through a little bit. You've seen a little bit of, of us and our stories. And when you take either an Eternal Warriors course with a group of people or you meet with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, either way there's this dynamic that happens that I appreciate so much every time it happens in general conference or anywhere but especially somewhere on a platform like that so big when people just get real and say this is the hard in my life this is authentically me honestly saying how I'm trying but I don't have all the answers but I've been through some things that have helped me to understand better and so I just appreciated so much elder I think that's how you say his name elder Kopischke talking about mental illness and how his child came home early from a mission and how that was so unexpected for the child and for them and how it was really honest about the feelings they had about that and the worry that they had about what other people would think about that and anyway it was a lot of you know just here let me show you a real life of someone who's you know a, a member of the quorum of the 70 right let me show you my life a little bit and then the other member of the 70 that got up and talked about 
himself being diagnosed with cancer and being ready to pray for the meal of his he and his wife and instead of being able to bless the food and just say a prayer for the meal he just said Heavenly Father help me I am so sick you know and I think that that's one of the most healing things is when we're connected to a very kind safe person or group of people where we can shine light on the gospel of Jesus Christ as we're shining light in our own lives maybe on some things that we don't quite understand there's this great healing process that happens when you do come and learn these principles because there's this really honest dynamic that goes on either between your group where everybody's learning together and you see that you're not the only one that might be a little bit weird <laughs> or you're not the only one that might have a problem in that area and then so much support and grace and kindness as well as some accountability and some you know encouragement that we can do this different so I just love that those two gentlemen specifically got very real yeah let's see let's yeah. quickly Markel go for so it. I love those as well and I also loved Elder Dunn's talk one I was talking about making one percent improvement he talked about the bikers and I was like, wow, this is so great. And he just talked about improving things step by step, a little at a time, and how it makes a, a great impact. And I loved it because so many times, you know, we'll say, why should I even try? It's not making any difference. Oh, man, I messed up again. I might as well just give up because it's not helping anyway. Yes. Or I'm never going to achieve my goal, or I'm never going to overcome this addiction or the difficult marriage trial that's going on, or a trial with our children, or an illness. And as he continued talking, it was great that, you know, they actually have science to back this, that even if you are just improving like 1% each day, he said over a whole year, it's like 30% improvement. Don't, I'm not sure if that's exactly the quote, but it really made me go, wow, okay. It gave me hope that even when we're taking these small steps, we are making an impact. And over time, these small steps, he even says, could be something that contributes to our biggest impact or change in our life. And so just remembering that every little effort is noticed by God. Every little step towards progressing and improving, he's honoring us in that. And through our Savior's atonement, we can overcome these hard things and we can receive that joy and eternal life, which we're all striving for. And I love those promises and blessings and words of hope and inspiration to keep trying, yeah. keep working on it. So good. Yeah. Thanks, Mark Hill. Yeah. So, Rosalind, we're going to come back to you. Yeah. What? Yeah. I appreciated Elder Douglas's talking about the spiritual hurricanes. Mm -hmm. And I see them happening to people around me. And 
I felt them. And I'm just appreciating his reminder, doubt not and be believing. Just choose to believe and how it's a choice and that doubt leads to apathy. And, oh, I see that so clearly. And how even allowing some doubt when counseling with others, it changes the conversation. But to choose to just constantly bring your conversation mentally back to, I'm choosing to believe. I believe in the Savior's love for me. I believe in my ability to change and to repent and grow. And we had so many reminders of that in the conference that our choices, we can choose that. And we can choose to cast out the negative thoughts through the power of the atonement of Christ. He can help us take those out, cast them out, and replace them with belief. I just felt a reminder to me to just keep choosing belief, to ask in faith, act in faith, and then choose belief, which is powerful for me. Yeah. And what did he say about hurricanes in our life? Like, how did he relate that? Well, the point that I took from it was he says that there are spiritual and physical laws that are all irrefutable. They're just there. And if we follow the laws, we can endure the hurricanes. But you said the commandments are laws. They're not just a nice idea, nice ways to live. They're actual laws like gravity. And if we keep those commandments, we will be prepared for whatever hurricanes come our way. That was what I took from it. I'm sure he said more about it. And I can't wait to read these talks again. That was the point that came to me. So good. Yeah. All right, Kelly, what else comes to your mind from conference? Well, I love the talk by Elder Schmiel on how we can become. I don't know if you remember that talk, how he was um, just newly called and was in a cafeteria and President Nelson invited him to sit down and have lunch with him. And he thought, I'm having lunch with the prophet. What could I ask that would be important? And, And so he had asked the prophet, what advice would you give me as I embark on this new calling? And I, I need to quote this instead of just, he said, his answer was simple and direct. He looked at me and said, Elder Schmiel, you are called for what you can become. Mm-hmm. I love that because I feel like that is what the gospel of Jesus Christ brings to us. It's what we can become. And he said, as I thought about this, I realized that he wants me to become a better husband, father and son and a better servant. I then realized that all of this could be accomplished as I worked to become a better disciple of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just love that because I think that's exactly how we weather the storms when we become more dedicated when we become all in i i heard that a couple times this conference that we need to be all in all those things come and fall in place all of those struggles get put into perspective all of those storms although they are raging it's like we become part of the eye of the storm the calm part of the storm we can see and know that all of this is going on and I really loved his unbecoming I also really appreciated Elder Renlund's talk on 
conflict and how when we are becoming disciples of Jesus Christ, we see things in a different way. I loved how he talked about how the Helsinki Finland Temple Committee recognized that although the Russians had been their enemies for ever, <laughs> that they had a need and they put their selves in a position to be second to enjoy those blessings of the temple and let the Russians who had to make extra sacrifices to get there be first. And one of the things I kept thinking is because they knew who their real enemy was, because they could see their real enemy was Satan. That has been the best. I, I say this so often to people, the best insight that I've ever gotten from these principles is that I only have one real enemy and that enemy doesn't have a body. <laughs> that enemy is messing with my mind and messing with my children and messing with my coworkers, whoever, you know, but they're not my, they're, they are not my enemy. Satan is my enemy. And so I, I really appreciated his talk for that reason too. And it's just another example that I can share with others, how we can bridge those gaps that are, you know, mend those fences that are in our lives so that we can find that forgiveness can be a vital part of our progression. I just, I just loved conference. <laughs> so many things I loved about conference. For sure. There were so many things. Yeah, it's so awesome. One of the things that I think we often do is judge ourselves too harshly and maybe judge others too harshly. And maybe not because we're mean or rude, but because we care deeply. And we know that that's gonna hurt you if you keep doing that. And so we kind of can't stop focusing on what you're doing that's not being helpful to you. And I just loved Elder Suarez talk as he reminded us, reminded us of the woman who entered the house that Jesus had been invited to eat dinner at. And she was known as a sinner and that she, I just thought, how must she have felt? Because she knew she was entering in a place where, you know, there were religious leaders who would know she was a sinner, but she knew the person who I now have a testimony of is in there and I'm going to overcome this awkward, embarrassing, judged, feeling judged feeling and go in anyway. <laughs> and then she, as she, you know, she washes the Savior's feet with her tears and wipes his feet with her hair and kisses and anoints them with a special ointment, just showing so much love and appreciation and tenderness. And then one of the things that Elder Suarez shared that I just thought was amazing was that, you know, rather than focusing on others harshly and judging what it looks like they're going through in a harsh way, but to consider sitting at the feet of the Savior to see ourselves more clearly. And I just love that. I'll just read that real quick. He said, we must strive to become like the Savior and look at the imperfections of individuals compassionately, 
even through his eyes. Considering we still have a long way to go to reach perfection, perhaps it would be better if we sit at Jesus' feet and plead for mercy for our own imperfections, as did the repentant woman in the Pharisee's house, and not spend so much time and energy fixating on the perceived imperfections of others. And that is one thing I have leveled up on so much in my life after learning these eternal warrior principles and being around so many covenant-keeping phenomenal people who are being honest and trying and understand and trying to understand that worthiness is not flawlessness. It's been so excellent. And the final thing I just think that we all share is this quote. This quote is something that I just think is so amazing and five different people quoted it in general conference. And it's, it, it's the joy, it's from President Nelson and they were quoting him and they said, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And we can read that and think, okay, I just need to be more positive, even though my life's hard. But I just want to testify that that means that joy is an increased skill, not a change in circumstance. That peace is an increased skill, not a change in circumstance. Because we often think, if this changes, then I'll feel better. Then it will change. If that person will change, then I could try to change. But I'm not even going to try when they're doing that. You know, that kind of stuff. So good. So our final invitation would be to just understand that there is some skill that needs to be required in order to focus our lives on Christ and the truth about us underneath Heavenly Father's plan and how Jesus Christ helps us work His plan. There's some skill that's involved in being able to focus on the right things in a storm, the circumstances that you have. And so, yeah, that's why we're so passionate about what we do, is we know that, that that's tricky. And until you can see the real enemy, and really understand, okay, now that I can see him, I can find the Savior so much better. And I can see myself so much more clearly. And so even though the circumstances in my life are the same, I know where my focus is has improved. And so that increases my skill to manage my life. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Markel and Rosalind and Kelly for for being here and for everything you shared. And we just invite you to go to lifechangingservices.org and look under the training tab, find the coaches, and that would be so great to hear from you, to talk to you, and have you join us in increasing that skill of whatever emotion you're hoping in your life to have more that you can focus on what you'd rather have and learn how to have that when you can see things more clearly. So thanks for being here today, everybody, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.